This feature brought to you by the global leader in water and energy solutions, Grundfos. B. Think. Innovate. And on that theme, Dr. Adrian Saville, Chief Executive of Canon Asset Managers, Professor at the Gordon Institute of Business Science. I was trawling the internet the other day, uh, and it's better than trolling the internet, because that's kind of mean and unkind. But I came across some commentary about a talk that you were giving about Costa Rica. Where is Costa Rica? Uh, tucked in Central America. So it's the uh, part of the thin sliver of land that joins North and South America. If you want to travel north-south or south-north, uh, you have to go through Costa Rica. Of course, if you want to go east-west, west-east, you go through Panama. Uh, you go Panama and Venezuela's not far. So this is a bit of an economic outlier in quite a challenging region. Nic- Nicaragua, Honduras, these mm. sorts of countries are its neighbors. Exactly. So if you... Uh, Point to the neighborhood as uh, you know, a prospect f- to finding places that might have done well. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you start the story uh, when Costa Rica gets going in the early 1990s. When if you think of the neighborhood, Jamaica, Nicaragua, Honduras, Haiti, you've, you've named them. Mm. Uh, this really is a, a bad neighborhood. And uh, Costa Rica in the early 1990s is the worst of the punch. Okay, so this is a good place to start because there are lots of great examples of economic turnarounds, the economic miracles. And whenever we talk about it, we get yeah, Singapore. Yeah, we must be more like Singapore. Or, oh, we must be South Korea. We'll start making motor cars and fridges and start turning around um, and creating great industrial uh, industrial businesses. Yeah, that'll be good because that'll create jobs. Uh, and none of it's particularly realistic for South Africa and South yeah. Africa's particular circumstances. We just don't have the industrial base. We don't have the innovation, that sort of tech, that sort of industrial innovation that has boosted the likes of a South Korea. Um, mm. So is South Korea or Singapore useful for us in this context or not? I think they are, Bruce. Um, although, you know, what they represent is probably a hop, skip, and a jump. Um, mm. And uh, Justin Justin Lin, the uh, former World Bank uh, chief economist, makes a, I think a, a helpful observation. He says, if you if your aspiration, I think we say we have aspirations. Your aspiration should be to uh, skip or swing or leap to something that is achievable. And pointing to Singapore or South Korea is admirable, but probably not achievable. Um, whereas Costa Rica represents something that is more achievable, by which we mean its industrial base is closer to South Africa. It's okay. far enough that it's a stretch target, but close enough that it's achievable. Its per capita income is far enough that it would be ambitious uh, if we if we get there, but close enough that it would be a great result if we achieve it. All right. So Costa Rica, we're going to get to Costa Rica. What about Chile? Which I know know you're a fan of Chile. The Chilean (laughs) economy is a really interesting one, commodity-based economy, not dissimilar to South Africa. Um, We've got a casino there, I think, still Sun International invested in casinos there. We've had gold mining. Mr. Price tried to have a go there. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. That's a long way to go. (laughs) And maybe maybe that was the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They came back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so Chile is, a, is an example. Um, Estonia, maybe? Uh, probably a bigger push for South Africa, but not for all parts of South Africa. Uh, Stellenbosch could be Estonia. Explain? Because of the uh, infotech base. Okay. And, right. you know, if you've got the ability to, to code and uh, program and you've got some really smart people in a cluster that supports it, you could be Estonian. Okay, so let's go back to 1990, early 1990s, mm. to Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica is the best of, is the worst of a bad bunch. Yeah, it's in deep, deep economic trouble. 
It's got high unemployment. It's got hyperinflation. It's a broken economy, much worse than we are today. Absolutely. Um, worst of the bunch. Inflation is running at 100%. Unemployment sits at 25%. The economy is unequal, uh, with uh, economic exclusion being particularly pernicious uh, to to women. So it is women who are excluded uh, from the workforce in particular. And uh, it's not a throwaway. It literally is a banana republic. You know, and the banana republic was a old sort of slur that was mm. applied to economies that were based on bananas. And this was in the early yeah, 1990s, if you, if Costa Rica's if primary you traveled, export. If you travel to the Caribbean, Caribbean and you look at those economies, I mean, you go to islands like St. Lucia and St. Vincent, uh, St. Lucia, St. Lucia and St. <laughs> Vincent, um, and, and that part of the world, I was, I was lucky enough to do more than a decade ago, um, and you go, okay, it's beautiful, but there's poverty everywhere. And it's yeah. not just sort of, where, where are the postcards? I want the postcards. And it's not a picture postcard sort of place precisely because of that, because bananas are the chief export. You have a lousy banana crop and your country really suffers. Yeah. You're, you're a price taker. Uh, your ability to compete in a product like bananas doesn't hinge on the bananas' bendiness or yellowness. <laughs> so it's very hard to yeah. sort of distinguish yourself, uh, establish any competitive advantage. And you are prone to not just uh, global forces, but domestic forces, uh, crop disease, uh, drought. And uh, uh, to come alongside their bananas is coffee. (laughs) So this really is a commodity-based, poor, unequal, by just about every measure, broken economy. Right. So what is it about Costa Rica that gives us hope? In the early 1990s, uh, a chap called Jose Fogueres uh, comes to power, and his election ticket is a grand promise, a, 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 a bold proposal that he reckons Costa Rica has got the capacity to transform. And he points to the advantage that the region has, that the country has, um, in terms of the neighborhood. And if you look beyond the immediate neighborhood, uh, the neighbors are North and South America, mm-hmm. where early 1990s, North America is in the Goldilocks economy, not too cold, not too hot, just right. And Latin America, after the long, long slumber and lots of wobbling, is waking up. Brazil is about to become the B and Bricks. Yes. And he says, if you want to travel north to south, south to north, there's one place you have to come through. <laughs> and that's us. So just as Panama figured out they had a competitive advantage by putting a uh, a channel through the middle, a canal through the middle, maybe we could uh, put ourselves in a similar uh, advantageous position by positioning ourselves as the supplier provider to the region, the broader region. In addition, uh, we've got a time zone similarity, and there's close cultural distance to a large and growing part of uh, uh, the United States in particular, which of course is the Hispanic uh, community. Co- Costa Rica is Spanish mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, through colonization historically. And that's a sort of sweeping proposal, but it needs to be operationalized. And to get from bananas to something else, he needs partners. And at that time, uh, Andy Grove, the then chairman of Intel. He was the founder of Intel. He was the founder of Intel, and he was looking to 
establish Intel's first plant outside of North outside of the United States. He had been in discussions with uh, Brazilians. Uh, if you've spent any time in Brazil, you know that this is a bureaucratic nightmare. And if you are trying to put together microprocessors in Brazil, it's going to be paper-based and <laughs> right uh, and inefficient. So Figueres uh, invites Andy Grove to come and have a look at Costa Rica, and Andy Grove goes. And after his visit, thanks Figueres for the time there, but says we're not coming because your electricity supply is unreliable. Uh, we need impeccable supply if we're going to produce microprocessors. It takes two weeks to clear customs. It's paper-based, inefficient customs. It looks Brazilian. Uh, you have a single airline that flies in and flies out. That's Costa Rican Air, which gives me supply chain risk. And your university curriculum is 1970s. Sorry, I'm seeing a couple of parallels. Yeah, yes, you yeah. yes, you're drawing the parallels between what South Africa feels like yeah. to some. So um, I had to right stop now. saying SAA and yeah, ESCOM. Uh, you did. There, but you get, yeah, that, I think the, the examples travel quickly. And so he says, thanks, but I'm not coming. In the interest of our time together, let me caricature the story. And Figueroa uh, says to Andy Grove, look, if, if I can show you that I can fix these things, will you reconsider? And the, the way in which Figueroa comes to potential solutions is he approaches the World Bank and he says, if you can help me uh, refinance the electricity supply system, Andy Grove might come. So, you know, what if we put in a conditional proposal? It transpires that the World Bank funds the electricity supply uh, system, which they overhaul in three years. Uh, they open the skies to any licensed carrier, so anyone can fly in, fly out, any international carrier. And the customs converts to 24-hour electronic tagging, which means it's open 24 hours uh, a day, and you clear customs with electronic tagging. And then, and then with Intel moving into Costa Rica, the requirement on Intel is that you help us revise the university curriculum so that the graduates that come out of university are employable. Uh, in addition, uh, Intel suggests that Costa Rica has a look at their school curriculum and they make two languages compulsory from grade one. Uh, and those two languages are English and computer literacy. Fast forward 15 years, and the Costa Rican economy has grown at 6% per year for 15 years. Inflation has fallen. So the Costa Rican economy is at least 150, 200% bigger today than it was 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, inflation has fallen from 100% to 5%. Unemployment has fallen from 25 to 5 Income inequality has not fixed itself. But it has but that's, improved. But that stuff doesn't – I mean, fixing income inequality is a big ask anywhere in the world. It really is. Sure. But if you can broaden the base of people who are employed and give people a sense of hope and optimism in their employment, that creates a far more stable society on its own. And you can then mm. deal with the issues of inequality down the line, can you not? So if you played a penalty shootout in World Cup – Football, of yeah. female participation in the labor force. I've got to give a football example. Sure. Of course you must. <laughs> got just, if, just this week. Yes. If we played the, uh, a World Cup by knockout in female participation in the labor force, the penalty shootout in the final would be between Denmark and Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. So Costa Rica in these 15, 20 years has moved from one of the 
most exclusive economies when it comes to female participation to one of the most, not to one of the, to the most inclusive, inclusive. in 15 years. And the inclusion is not in agriculture. The inclusion is in microprocessing and digital equipment. It's the astonishing story this evening about Costa Rica, once a basket case of Banana Republic, literally, um, has taken itself from being a no-hope scenario through visionary leadership, through taking innovative steps, and by getting buy-in not only from the international community, but from Costa Ricans themselves, no doubt, as well. People bought into the hope. Now, let's do those parallels in South Africa and say, right, Sir Ramaphosa, you're going into an election next year. How Costa Rican can you be? We'll talk to Adrian Savile about that. He's the chief executive of Canon Asset Managers, professor at the Gordon Institute of Business Science. Look at a case study of Costa Rica, a country that was far worse off than we are today, 15 years ago, and is now light years ahead, courtesy of sensible policy, implementation of that policy, and allowing people to earn a living for themselves, restore dignity, and make some money. Have you been to Costa Rica? 011-883-0702-021-446-0567. Is it as good as Adrian Savile suggests it is? So leadership is obviously crucial. Political leadership is absolutely critical when it comes to economic turnarounds. And South Africa has been on the economic back foot for at least the past decade as we've seen ourselves lose competitive advantages in so many aspects of uh, of our society and the way in which we perform as an economy. And it's left so many people behind. The uh, president of Costa Rica, whose name was? Jose Figueres. Jose Figueres. Jose Figueres. Um, 15 years ago, he delivered growth that South Africa could only dream about right now, but he did it a step-by-step systematic case. He had the advantage of the neighborhood. Yes, his immediate neighbors were a little bit tricky. South Africa has got a geographic disadvantage. We keep being told this, particularly when it comes to some American SAA, of sitting at the southern tip of Africa. Yes, we are an economic powerhouse on this continent, but we don't have massively easy access to markets anywhere in the world. If you open up the skies and uh, have profitable airlines flying in and out, that would be a start. Lots of profitable airlines <laughs> fly in and out. <laughs> um, ours, ours is not one of them, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so w- I think that is a – it would be a hurdle. Uh, it is a hurdle to South Africa, the fact that uh, our neighborhood doesn't have the same industrial base and the same uh, uh, appetite for goods and services uh, as we do, um, and that uh, achieving economies of scale and scope mm. are not obvious for South Africa. But it's not as if Costa Rica transformed to become you know, the, the world champion in uh, swamping U.S. markets. It they didn't. A, they did not become Singapore. They just became no, a much better version of themselves. They just became a much better version of themselves, and that's the aspiration that Justin Yifulin speaks about. You know, don't target something that's five times your per person income. Go for something that's twice <laughs> your yeah. per person income, and that'll get you out of bed, into work, and on the ladder. Oh, to work, which is the absolutely critical part. Yeah. And it's about creating uh, creating jobs. And it's about creating those opportunities for people to have jobs. One of the big things in South Africa right now, of course, is President Cyril Ramaphosa has got his task team of five corporate individuals, including Jacka Marie and others. And he's tasked them and said, go and get us $100 billion worth mm-hmm. of investment over the next five years. Um, somebody mentioned to me this morning, and it's something that I must talk to Adrian Gore and to Brian Joffe about, but the one and a half billion rand entrepreneurs fund that was set up by the CEO initiative 
two years ago now, maybe three, mm. hasn't been applied yet. And yeah. I, and I wonder just what it's going to take for us to start really investing money in our own economy by way of example to foreign investors to say, we're prepared to put money in. Are you? Come. You know, yeah. um, we're not going to match it rand for rand. We'll, we'll, we'll put in a rand. You bring 10. That'd be great. But we prepare to put in that first rand. South Africa is investment starved and there's no miracle here. The way that you achieve uh, elevated and inclusive growth and build country competitiveness is you have to back your your own balance sheet. Uh, and South Africa has been on an investment holiday would be a polite way to put it. We have been… It's been in an investment uh, prison. Uh, yeah. It would be taken out of society. Yeah? Starved. And it's uh, the public and the private sector that have had their uh, hands behind their backs um, holding off on investment decisions. And it's not just that we uh, invest. It's that you want to put capital into the right things. So if we can stay with a Costa Rican example uh, for the moment… I think it's really interesting that through the course of last year, Costa Rica did 300 days on alternative energy, uninterrupted. <laughs> so, okay. South Africa has one of the highest uh, irradiation rates. Uh, the scientists will help me here. I think the terminology is right. We get lots of sunshine. We get lots of sunshine. And uh, instead of talking about uh, alternative energy, we want to go nuclear. Yeah. Uh, it still, is, it's still on the table. It's not, yeah. it's not completely I mean, off, it, yeah. it, it beggars belief. Yeah. Uh, that Costa Rica can do 300 days and we want to go nuclear. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we are stuck in a particular paradigm and, and, and maybe it's about the political security of our political leadership, whether once Sir Ramaphosa, uh, assuming he stays president of the ANC and does win an election next year, um, creates his own power base, can then start making tougher rules and calling the shots within his own party. Right now, it feels like the guy is busy. Um, he's, he's got the Sir Ramaphosa fire brigade for his party and he's got mm. the Sir Ramaphosa fire brigade for the economy. And he's, he's being stretched very, very thin. Maybe that is a strategy of his opponents um, to keep him occupied and busy so that he can't succeed, which is madness, but it's a political possibility. Yeah, so I think you know some of the examples that we've spoken about, and certainly the Chilean example and the Costa Rican example, uh, include a, a leadership that is able to bring about national purpose and coherence, that there is a sense of purpose. Uh, that we are in this together, and it is our collective problem. And if I don't have a country, I don't have a company. Correct. Yeah, and vice yeah. versa. And, and you've got the six-pack. You talk about the six-pack yeah. that people, that countries need. Yeah. High saving trait. Bored of talking about it. We never get it right. But it's it's the first thing is we need. First ingredient. It's the first ingredient. Improving healthcare, And with all the best will in the world, NHI is not the solution to uh, to improving South Africa's healthcare. We're stuck in a particular dogma there. Um, improving, can, I, can I pause you for a sure. second? Interestingly, in 1948, uh, Jose Figueroa's grandfather was head of state in 1948. And as head of state, he abolished Costa Rica's army. He is the only head of state in the modern era to abolish a standing army. And especially at that time in world 1948, history. 1948, when it's, this is yes. not a good time to pull down the walls. Uh, you know, Trump would be in his element yeah. <laughs> in 48 building walls. And uh, Jose Figueres' grandfather, in good Spanish tradition, is also Jose Figueres. Um, and uh, he said, I don't really get the purpose of a standing army because if we are invaded, there's two million of us. There's four billion of them. You know, what are we going to do? And he takes that budget spend and he diverts all of it to primary health care and basic education. Yeah. 
Because also improving education, so absolutely pivotal. And yeah. we, 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 again, are focusing on the wrong parts of, of our education system. We're focusing on, uh, on tertiary education because students are angrier than grade ones. Yeah. <laughs> so early childhood yeah. development is the place you want to start. Uh, pivotal. Demographic structure. I mean, and this is getting transformation of an economy, getting more people empowered yeah. to, to, to earn money. And so it's almost the opposite of the uh, the population doom uh, scenario and it says that very often these transformational economies have a characteristic of more people coming into the workforce than going into retirement japan has the opposite problem more yeah. people going into retirement than coming into the workforce which is where japan is stuck and robots will help um but costa rica has this de- demographic dividend as uh, we do as we do as we do, but it's not a demographic dividend unless you educate and train and empower people to do the jobs of the future. Yeah, it's, if, if, if you don't have that going on, it's mm. a demographic trap. It is. And then stable policy environment, we know how much of a problem that is here. Um, uh, and then economic openness, and I would, can I add a seventh one, a seven pack? Um, <laughs> and, and just implementation. I mean, why? Yeah. we got the best plans in the world. We got plans that make Donald Trump blush. Our plans are so good, and we have so many. We have more plans than Donald Trump. Um, but we don't do any implementation of anything that we set our minds to, unfortunately. Yeah, so my, my, my sixth point has a 6A and a 6B, which uh-huh. is your seven. And that is not only good policies, but policies backed by institutions that are effective and capable. But the point is, and if there's one point to take away from this, is it's possible with courageous leadership and some broad thinking and taking a little bit of intelligent risk when it comes to growing an economy. It's possible, and it is also not miraculous. It is uh, Work. well, <laughs> it's well within the realms of possibility. And what it really applies is just uh, what it requires is application of common sense. Dr. Adrian Saville is uh, the chief executive of Canon Asset Managers and also teaches at the Gordon Institute of Business Science. Now, pump systems account for a staggering ten percent of the world's electricity energy consumption. To shift to energy-efficient pumps, that can save you 50% of that energy, and Grinfos is the global leader in innovative pump technology, and it's leading the charge in reducing our environmental impact. A further mitigator to our environmental deficit is by harnessing power from off-the-grid and renewable systems, just like Dr. Savile said. For sustainable pumping solutions in buildings, industries, and water utilities, choose Grinfos. Change the world. Visit scienceofgrinfos.co.za. Grinfos Sustainably Intelligent Energy Solutions, we care for people and our planet.